Hey, how's it going, everyone? And welcome back to yet again another episode of Boxing One Playoff Edition. And it has been quite a wild week um, in the NBA with the playing games happening and like first round playoff games underway. So let's do a quick recap of those awesome, intense playoff games that we just witnessed. So let's first start off with the uh, first game Hornets and the Pacers. Um, some might suspect that might be a dogfight, but in the end, uh, the Pacers were just too much for the Hornets. Um, I think we kind of had a suspicion that the Pacers might win because the pregame show on Inside the NBA, Chuck, as we all know, always does his guarantees. <laughs> always gets them wrong. He chose the Hornets, guaranteed. Look what happened. They blown up by about 27, 30 points or so. So, you know, I think it's a pretty nice, like, despite the, the Hornets ending the season on a low note, you know, I think it's a pretty well, um, great season for them, you know, especially like LaMelo Ball really flourishing into potentially a rookie of the year candidate, despite the, like, the hiatus off from that broken wrist. But honestly, like, I think, like, the young core is really starting to develop really, really nicely and definitely one of the funnest team, one of the funnest teams to watch this season, you know, especially with Eric Collins, their Hornets announcer, always being so hyped and excited, man. I just love his energy. Gotta love it. And then uh, next up, we had the the Wizards and the Celtics that played uh, that 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 night. And then um, so basically, the Celtics did win. Uh, Tatum dropped fifty points, I believe. So you know, the Celtics are are finally rolling. Kemba played well. Uh, Marcus Smart played well. So you know, it was good to see. I I had like the Wizards winning. Um, like they did eventually get into the playoffs, but it kind of you know um, showcased some of their flaws. But I think overall, you know, the Celtics they're gonna have a tough time against the Nets in the series. But they did advance to the seventh seed and didn't have to play another game, so I guess that's a positive. Indeed. And so after that, we see the Spurs and Grizzlies uh, once again. I mean, early on it was like almost looking like a blowout for the Grizzlies, like leading by as many as like like 18 to 20 points like in early first half. But Spurs made it pretty interesting. Dejounte Murray, um, as we all know. Definitely one of the uh, rising young guards in his league coming in. And, you know, they just kind of fell short um, overall. Great win for the Grizz, trying to um, advancing to get their uh, playoff hopes alive. More on that in just a moment. And then, but I think we know. I like took home to call the W. I think that's probably one of the best games I've ever seen. Uh, LeBron's clutch three. Definitely by far. I think definitely by far, this is one of the best games this season. Probably almost by a long shot because I think like it was a very physically intense game and pretty much like all the stars were kind of like in full display I mean despite like both AD and LeBron were had a pretty rough start in the first half but when when it matters most they were able to pull through and I think we all know we want to talk about the shot um uh, LeBron did he saw three rims he aimed at the all three rims aimed for the middle one man I mean you know what? You know, honestly, I think like Stephen A. Stephen A.'s reaction to that. I mean, come on now, like you call it that luck. Like, no, first of all, like the thing is, Stephen A. always like criticized LeBron for like not having that, you know, like that assassin kind of mentality, like MJ and Kobe always has. But you just saw this game, uh, go-ahead game-winning dagger on Curry, yeah. shot clock winding down. And I mean, it's, it's not like some sort of like a prayer heave. I mean, like LeBron's done this for like the past three years or so. Like, like back then, like the, like his early days, we've seen like he's always has the um, the strength and power to kind of drive to the rim, but didn't really have the shot. Like that's what many of the critics kind of like highlight as 
as part of his one of his um, like low points of his game. But like since then, you know, like his return to Cleveland, you know, he's always got that he's got that long ball coming in. So really, this is a, this is just a clutch shot. No, there's like no luck involved. Maybe a little, maybe sure a little bit because he got like injured, like had a poke in the eye. But nonetheless, it was a great shot. Um, you saw Curry's reaction afterwards. I was like, bro, what? I, I I've done this all the time, bro. Like you do this on me, man. Um, but still, that was a yeah reminiscent of like the shot that Kyrie hit on him in like the 2016. Yeah, yeah. So that's what he's talking about in his post game interview. He's like, I've I've seen that before, and um, clearly he's not he's 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 never uh, forgotten it uh, in the slightest. I mean, he had, he had a he had a great first half. You know, like that that shot towards the end of the first half. I mean, whew. I mean that's what pretty much all the defenses. That's how he's been guarded all season. You know, double team, triple team, quadruple team, quintuple team. Like this man absolutely. You know, but ultimately they fell short, um, and they have to they would have to face the Grizzlies uh, for the last playing game. Like we said, more on that in just a moment. Actually, and not in a second, we actually. Like, talk about that now because i mean that's like the last play that's the last playing game for the for the rest of it oh, well i mean we just talk about that pacing and, and wizards i mean like oh, yeah. i guess like a rebounding game for the wizards i mean blow up anyways um moving on to the face of 76ers but let's talk about the marquee matchup between the grizz and the warriors everyone was betting on the warriors to get to the eighth spot like we were expecting curry to absolutely go ballistic like that's what that historic stretch in April after like 40, 45 points and all that a ridiculous efficiency. I mean, he played well in that game, but this man named Ja Morant, he's a second year, twenty-one year old young gun. This oh, man, thirty-five points, right? 30, I think it's thirty-five points, and he, he scored like fifteen in fourth quarter overtime. Takeover. Oof. I mean, even like they start up, they start up hot. Like in the first, like right from the get go, and like the Warriors had a little run. But I think what's really impressive is that the Grizzlies were able to respond with their own runs. Mm-hmm. Like that's they like they weren't it like caught off guard or whatever. Like when Curry gets hot, like the Warriors, like the Grizzlies, which are like locked in, get that focused mentality in, just you know, just kind of get the get the job finished. And you know, as great as John Moran has been playing, has played in that game, we gotta get like credit to like other players like Kyle Anderson, like the defensive wizard that he has been. Uh, Dylan Brooks, Grayson Allen with clutch threes in the overtime as well. You know, Trip God, as they all call him. Yes, sir. Um, timely shot. Xavier Tillman, you know, that clutch three after that. Jordan Poole. You know, Jordan Poole has been, he's, he's also like become a rising star as well. I've seen, like, he, like he's probably like the, um, like if sometimes when like Curry's like, or Wiggins, like especially Wiggins, oh my goodness, people would have been, have been absolutely like, criticizing Wiggins a lot, you know, like, wanted him out of the team. I, I but, feel like he's, like, unnecessarily talking about, like, sure, he, his, like, when he entered, like, the NBA, his main, like, attribute was his scoring ability, and, and just cause, because, like, he couldn't win, like, a lead a winning team, like, he gets all this criticism, and now that he's, like, developed into a solid defender, and still the critics mm-hmm. keep saying that stuff. Right. I still think he's a very solid player, though. I, I, I don't think that the Warriors should, like, take him out, like, anyway, because like, he had, like, 22 points and 10 rebounds, so, like, that was pretty solid. I mean, he, like, despite like, he wasn't able to hit like timely shots like towards the end, like he, they were still he was still able to like have them a position in the game, regardless. Um, Draymond Green <laughs> towards the end of the regulation. Um, I mean, Curry's reaction kind of says it all. He's kind of like he had his head back by the time uh, you know Draymond 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know the same man. Draymond's not a scorer. Man can only pass the ball. Oh, Draymond, you uh, missed that floater. Well, what happened? Oh, I, I saw three ribs. I just aimed for the left one. <laughs> oh my god, he was literally at the free throw line. Like there was pretty much no guard, no one guarding him within ten feet. He just could have just shot it. I don't know why he had to do like like a contested runaway floater for some reason. I don't know what happened there. But, uh, Warriors are out. Warriors are in. That is quite unfortunate in a way because, like, I'm pretty, I'm awfully sure that a lot of the fans would want to see Curry in the playoffs, but unfortunately, it's just not able to happen. I expect like a kind of a slight dip in ratings as well, but I think it'll be still a pretty exciting series between the Jazz and the Grizz, you know, because especially we've seen what John Morant is able to do, and it's really just young Grizzlies team could possibly make it somewhat of a series then again you know i think like jazz was still able to pull us out maybe like a five or six um but still this is a huge huge win for the uh memphis grizzlies all right to start out with the eastern conference the one eight matchup is the 76ers and the wizards um so i have a sixers sweep um i don't may, maybe the wizards can steal a game i don't know i just don't think the way the Sixers are constructed, it's like very hard to beat them. Um, mainly because of defensive versatility. Ben Simmons playing at elite defensive player of the year level. Um, Joel Embiid probably top three in the MVP. Um, Seth Curry is an absolute assassin from three-point land. Um, Danny Red, not a big fan of him, but yeah. Danny Red. Someone... He might become like Danny Maroon, Danny Orange now. Yeah, uh, but he also fits well. And then Tobias Harris, um, they played earlier today. I think Tobias Harris dropped 37 points. So if he's able to provide that spark, that third option, or even secondary scoring option, that makes the Sixers a very difficult team to beat. And I, I think they have a lot of momentum going into like um, this series and then hopefully next series. So mm-hmm. I think it's like a sweep. I'd say so too. Probably a sweep or even like a gentleman sweep in five games. But I still... The Sixers, they're just probably, this is probably one of the most loaded uh, teams uh, the Sixers have had since the process. You know, like we have a lot, they have a lot of scoring threats, a lot of good spacing. I mean, like compared to like last season, it's a huge improvement. Um, and like all the players are pretty much like playing their best basketball uh, in their career so far. And Doc Rivers, uh, as still an elite coach, able to utilize the players very nicely. And yeah, I expect at least an Eastern Conference uh, Finals berth for the Sixers. Uh, nothing less. Maybe, maybe a Finals berth. Who knows? So now our second and seventh seed matchup is the Nets and the Celtics. Um, I, I have a net sweep here. Um, although they didn't shoot that well last night, they still took home the W. Which that's yeah. That's what's. That's how deadly this team is. They can have off shooting night and still able to win by double digits. That's. I mean, like, also people have been like talking about how, like, how how will they do defensively? They held the Sixers, Celtics, at ninety three points. Yeah, that, that, that's a big defense. That's accomplish. a huge, huge statement on the defensive end. Um, I mean, the Nets are just loaded overall. I mean, you have four All Stars, three Hall of Famers. Four All Stars, three Hall of Famers. I mean, KD, Kyrie, Harden, Blake Griffin. Um, I mean, Bruce Brown. Wills. Bruce Brown, Joe Harris, Claxton. Um, too many, too many people to like worry about. Too many options. Too much firepower. And yeah, I'm sorry, Celtics. This is kind of the matchup you want to know for. <laughs> they kind of made it interesting at first in the first uh, like first half or so. Like they kept it within you know like single digits. But unfortunately, it just got cold and that's got hot, and they just pulled away. 
maybe they could squeeze a game, but uh, not likely that they'll be able to pull the series out. And now on to, I think, probably the most interesting series of the first round. The Four and five. Yep. Uh, Milwaukee and uh, Miami. Um, so I, I I have Miami in seven. Um, the first game yesterday was like absolutely amazing, like 107-109. Chris Middleton hitting that game winner in overtime. But I, I think since Miami matches up so well with Giannis, and especially because the Bucks lost them like last year, in, like six games I think or five games. Um, I think like the Bucks wanted to avoid Miami at all costs, and I think the way the Miami's constructed, the way they play, Eric Spoelstra's coaching, Jimmy Butler's leadership. Duncan Robinson's three-point shooting, Bam Adebayo's like defense, like defense, and like overall like his improvement as a scorer. I think I think I have Miami in seven. I think it's going to be a really good series. I think they match up really well with each other. Um, mm-hmm. And hold Giannis to like not being as dominant. Um, this this could this could be a dub for them. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I def- I'm definitely sure they'll go to the seven games, but I think maybe um, as game seven, I think probably the Bucks should might be able to squeak this one out, especially if Giannis is able to hit the three throws late game. I mean, yesterday was not his best free throw performance. I mean, even then, especially when he got a 10 second violation, a free th- when he's taking a second free throw, you know, something's kind of messed up. And more so, he would be actually be a liability for the Bucks, especially in crunch time, you know? Like, that's why you have like Chris Milton and Drew Holiday, like, who are pretty solid free throw shooters, um, like, able to probably like, um, hold the game out. Um, but I think like Bucks and Seven, because mostly because, like, I think in terms of like matchups, um, like, I feel like when it's able to, like, especially when it goes to have a seven game, I think that Bucks maybe to have like enough firepower in order to like sustain it um, long enough. But I think this is gonna be a great series. Game one start off so like start off with an absolute thriller. Um, two buzzer like two buzzer beaters, like you're expecting a dogfight between those two. And then our last Eastern Conference first round playoff matchup is between the Knicks and the Hawks. I think it's also a very interesting series. Um, I have the Knicks pulling out in six games. Um, I think the Knicks are known for their defense. And I believe that like their defense them at least past the first round if they can hold trey young to a point where like he's not able to dominate the game or like get to his spots i think that can make the series really difficult for the hawks to overcome um well i think john's collins has been playing at an excellent level uh Hongo stepping into a bigger role um kevin herter you have bogdanovich you have like the whole squad Kevin pepper lou um i still think the knicks are like built for like that playoff like moving past the first round, I think you know has coached them up really well. You know, Julius Randle stepping into that number one option. Um, RJ Barrett, AB to be a really good secondary scoring option. I, I just think the way that the Knicks are constructed, that they can stand in longer and have that more that right quality than than the Hawks have. And I think also it is it's very exciting for Knicks fans as well because I believe I've heard that the Knicks fans like home tickets for that for game one tonight sold out almost yeah. immediately like super super fast um whereas like the broken nets like they had like still some tickets um up for grabs at the time so it's clearly a huge win for the knicks as they're in the playoffs you know all those the past few years has not been the best for them but this is a huge bright point for like you know fans like Stephen a and spike lee longtime knicks fans always very hyped uh for this playoff run i think like can probably maybe pass the second round um as well possibly because I think like Julius Randle definitely I think my pick for most most improved player 
and like all, all the players are able to know their roles and be able to commit to them in a very nice way and you know I think it's a very nice series I think like probably Knicks will probably pull it up off at six or seven depending on how the Hawk type respond because they also have a lot of great scoring options too all right moving on to the Western Conference Utah and Memphis um I'm sorry Grizzlies fans I just don't see you guys really having a chance Utah the number one team in the league um they've been at the top for most of the most of the year um Donovan Mitchell Joe Ingles Rudy um, I, I just don't think Memphis matches up well with Utah, so I see this one so sweet, short and simple. Short and simple, yeah. Especially if Mitchell is on is coming back uh, once the playoffs starts, so this Utah Jazz team is going to be quite deadly uh, for these playoffs. All right, next up, we have the two and seven matchup between the Lakers and the Suns, and despite the Lakers being seventh seed, they are the favorites to win. Mostly because uh, you know we have LeBron and AD, and lots of other uh, role players who also have playoff experience. You know they're the reigning defending champions, um, and especially like, since the Suns are a relatively inexperienced playoff team, uh, a very young team as well. Despite having CP3 um, being the floor general and the leader, best leader in the NBA, um, probably the Lakers might pull off in six or seven. Currently, it's uh, game one is in progress right now. Currently, the Lakers are down nine. Uh, with about five and a half remaining so um i honestly i still definitely see it like a very competitive series because this is the first time that lebron and cp3 are matched up in the playoffs after yeah like cp's in the the league for 16 years lebron 18 and it's their first time they're ever going to be in the playoffs um the banana boat boys the banana boat boys exactly also, can we talk about like how, um, LeBron, like before this the their playoff match started, LeBron was uh, caught violating uh, NBA's safety protocols. He was at like a party with like Drake and some other guys, um, but they didn't suspend him because this is LeBron we're talking about. This is LeBron who's been pretty much like face of the NBA. Since- he's practically the face of the NBA. Like he, if you pretty much suspend him for two weeks, like. What's the point of watching the NBA at this point? You know, revenue and the NBA is all about making money. So you know, all about making the money. You know, honestly, especially like when, unfortunately, when the Warriors lost to the Grizzlies, I can a lot of there are like tons of memes where like Adam Silver just punching air right now, and you're just like, gosh darn it, why Steph Steph lost? No, no, there goes the ratings. But I still definitely, um, but mostly because like the veteran uh, talent that the Lakers have, I think they like, should be able to outmatch. Uh, with against the Suns, but I still think like the Suns still have a lot of great weapons as well. Like CP3 obviously got D Book, who's making his first playoff start. Um, Michael Bridges, Fred Kaminsky, um, Darsarich, Aiton. You know, that's a pretty nice squad, but I think like just the Lakers just has too much firepower. I mean, Lakers and six, you basically summed up um, the entire argument I was going to make. So, yeah, Lakers and six. Lakers and six. All right, so now our. 3-6 matches. The Nuggets and the Blazers. And yesterday was quite a surprise. The Blazers um, stole game one. And, uh, you know, um, Dame Lillard, you know, I think, like, this uh, this Blazers team has been at least talked about, but that's what I think that's what, like, the Blazers are always thriving on, just kind of, like, prove the critics wrong. And this is, like, kind of a statement win. Uh, I guess like a very loaded Nuggets team still despite without Jamal Murray um, 
Unfortunately, you know, Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum just came in hot. That's all it is. I, I have um the Nuggets in seven. Um, I think Jokic is gonna have to like go take over mode like down the stretch. Um, he played really well. I think he had like with thirty four points, mm-hmm. um like ten rebounds, and only one assist, which was like very surprising to me considering he's considered one of like the best passing bigs in the league. But um, Michael Porter Jr. again stepping into that role. I just think they're gonna miss Jamal Murray too much like down the stretch because they need a like a shot creating perimeter threat type of player, and they don't really have that on the roster right now. And I feel like that could hurt them especially because um, Portland, you know, because Dame's basically pulling from like half court now. He should pull off from half court. He got that range. He's always been. But I, I, it'll be a competitive series, I think. I, I have the Nuggets in seven, but let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I kind of agree with you well, like Nuggets in seven, just mostly because like Jokic is probably the favorite to win the MVP and most like will. And I think like he, he definitely needs to re- really kind of get more play- most of his players involved, especially like players like uh, Capazzo, um, like uh, Michael Green and others try to kind of get those like um of, like get involved with the plays and just kind of like really seems they can be able to limit uh, Dame just kind of like not get into his groove and his rhythm in a way so but nonetheless this is a, a huge start for the Blazers and uh, but I still think the Nuggets will have a Paul for seven again should be a very competitive series between the two lastly our four or five matchup uh Clippers and the Mavericks um the, the Clippers are uh, also- Oh. They basically tanked the end of the season because they're afraid of like facing the Lakers. Yeah, avoid the Lakers. Like, this is, and who who cares if like Tyler says like I like I don't care like we just want to get healthy. You you know that you're wrong. You just want to avoid the Lakers. Yeah, this, is, this is straight this is straight up cap. And uh, game one did not start off as better for the Clippers as well, losing game one towards the Mavs. Uh, Luka Doncic, you know, it's great. He's he's always been not surprisingly dropped thirty a thirty point triple double. Um, yeah, not much more to say. I mean, like, this is probably the best opportunity the Clippers can make to kind of rewrite their narrative um, as like a playoff like choker. Um, th- I think this this team is much more loaded than last year. With like you have like younger talent, you have like uh, you have playoff Rondo, and you know like like people like Max Kellerman always raving how good playoff Rondo is. Um, like he's huge contributor for Lakers championship team last year. You have him here, um, but not a great start. Not a great start for the Clippers. Hopefully, they can kind of bounce back. Win. Um, apparently, like during like the first half of the game, I've been seeing that uh, uh, people were bringing back the pandemic P nickname because I think like I think I saw that Paul George airballed twice in a row. Yeah. So, I mean, he he shot okay, but still the fact that people still brought up his uh the pandemic PPG 13% way off P backboard P nicknames just shows that you know he's still he's still got he still got to prove the haters wrong and yesterday did not do well for him yeah aside from like Kawhi's poster on Kleber which was like pretty insane that was crazy um, yeah, and apparently there, there are a lot of images uh there was like one image in particular just showing like PG and like Marcus Morris just staring down Kleber like after game, like yo, yo, what's up? Yo, what up, G? <laughs> but uh, Cleveland got the last laugh because the Mavs just won, uh, won that game, nonetheless. Um, despite their loss, I think maybe the Ma- uh, Clippers could pull off maybe in six. I'd say because I think you know this this was just like not a, like not their atypical game for the for the Clippers. Um, hopefully that like PG and uh, Kawhi be able to bounce back. You know, get activate their takeover mode. 
and having Rondo uh, came come in as a floor general. Uh, yeah, as great as like Luca and like the match team has been, you know, like players like Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway, uh, like Porzingis. You know, I think like the the Clippers are just like much more loaded. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I have the Clippers in seven. I I think the Mavericks can push them. Um, and I'm also not sure like how the Clippers chemistry and like injury and everything is going to play out. So I haven't gone to seven games, but I do have the Clippers prevailing. Um, so. Yeah, that's all of it on my end. Alrighty, so those, that was our recap of the playing games and our first round predictions. Um, I'm super excited how these first round games turn out, especially for last, yesterday's games and today's games right now. It should be a lot, it should be fun. Yeah, so thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week with some more fresh, so clean, clean content. Absolutely. Later, folks. Yes, sir. Thank you.